And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So before we dive into some of the other issues here, we'll get into some new developments in Georgia when it comes to election integrity. Uh, we'll also get into, I think we're going to get into a little bit on Hunter Biden, some of the new developments there. And if we have time, we'll get into vaccine passports, um, which pretty interesting stuff being proposed there. So first, though, I want to start off with this story. This story is, well, it's 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 gross for various reasons. All right. Now, I'm going to do from all of you on my live stream here at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. I'm going to throw this up there for you. OK, so you guys can see exactly what I am talking about here. Yeah. I'm going to move that over so you can see it. OK, there we go. A library has apologized for hosting, I can't say the word, uh, rainbow, let's just say, phallus butt monkey to entertain children. So a library hired a troop of entertainers, and the the library went ahead and um, brought the troop out. One is looks like dressless fruit. The other one's dressed like a, a frog. The other one's dressed as a rainbow-colored monkey, But this monkey has an exposed butt, uh, exposed nipples, and has a um, an adult novelty phallus on and exposed in the front. For those of you who are on the live stream on Rumble.com/slash Casey the Host, you will see that uh, momentarily during the commercial break. So this is a library in London that did that. And they're apologizing for hosting an event where an actor described as a rainbow D-word butt monkey reportedly entertained children. Redbridge Libraries hosted a Mandinga Arts Group at Redbridge Libraries Summer Reading Challenge event on Saturday in East London. And video footage and photographs that were posted on social media show a number of performers outside of the event, including an individual dressed in a rainbow monkey costume exposing a fake buttocks and fake male anatomical features. It was not immediately clear who the performer was, uh, but people went ahead and posted it. And again, for those of you on the live stream, you can clearly see what is going on here. Uh, For those in radio, you can't, and that's why you got to go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. And then you can, yeah, some would call it, there you go. Some would call it a prosthetic. That, That would be an accurate description of that um now here's what's interesting about this so the library apologizes right so they send out a a tweet Uh, during an event put on at the library today there was a performance by a carnival arts company unfortunately one of the animal costumes was inappropriate which we were not aware of at the time of booking we deeply apologize for the offense caused this is being looked into okay now that's possible that the library didn't know when they booked the moment the anatomically exposed actor came out and was walking around the library and was hanging out in the front of the library waving signs getting people to go into the library considering this is a kids reading event it should have been shut down immediately with a couple of fists to the face But, of course, the library didn't do that, did they? So they can apologize all they want, 
about not knowing that this character was going to be a part of the troop that they booked, that's a fair and reasonable excuse if they hadn't let it proceed. But they did. Now, this is where things get even more interesting. So Mandinga, Mandinga Arts, who was the troop that performed at the library, they apologized for, quote, any offense caused, saying that the group, quote, never intended to offend residents. We respect everyone's individual opinion with no offense to any part, the group said. Actions are being taken. More information to follow. Um, okay. B.S. You know that one of your characters has exposed male parts. The buttocks, depending on how graphic the buttocks gets, kids like butts, right? Maybe, maybe you get away with that. Um, what's being left out of here is the, the very detailed nipples also on this particular statue. And some people would probably be okay with that. Some people would not. just depends on who you are. But you're at a kid's event in a public library. And you've got male anatomical parts hanging out as a prosthetic, if you will. Okay. Um, you know that your costume for your actors that you're sending to the library for this event dress this way. So you chose to send an inappropriate costume to a kid's event at the library when it was booked instead of replacing that costume with a different costume or informing the library that, hey, one of these costumes is a bit risque. Uh, we can't send three people. Can we send two? But they didn't do that, did they? Now, this is, this is the thing. There are some people out there who I've seen online who are just like, yeah, it's an honest mistake, man. They didn't mean to do it. Whatever, let it go. No. The organization knows what the costume looks like, and they chose to send that costume, which is clearly inappropriate for a library setting of any kind, let alone a kid's event. They chose to send that to the library, and now they're trying to say, oh, we're sorry, we didn't mean to cause offense to anybody. Yes, you did. That was your goal. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it. The only other option is that the actor who went there changed costumes from a costume that they were supposed to wear, and they wore this one instead. And at that point, what you should do, instead of saying, we respect everyone's individual opinion with no offense on any part, you should say, the actor was supposed to go there with an age-appropriate costume. That didn't happen, and we fired the actor. That's not a tweet that the company sent. So the only way that the company is innocent here is if the actor pulled a bait-and-switch on him. I should say switch, a switcheroo. And changed the costume without the company knowing it. But that isn't what happened. And the library, while it's excusable that they didn't know that they were going to be getting an anatomically correct monkey to show up at the kids' event, the moment it happened, how is it possible that this was allowed to continue while children were around? I'll tell you how. The people that thought this was okay are the same people that think it's okay for an anatomical man to be walking around in a woman's locker room showing themselves off to little kids. 
which what ha- is what happened at this spa that's been in the news over the past several weeks. People who are okay with this are also the people who give sexually graphic and explicit books to third graders like what is happening in a school district in Wisconsin right now. People who are okay with what happened at that library, the same type of people who hand out condoms to third graders. So we start running into a real issue here. This was intentional. Either the company intended to do it, the actor intended to do it, or the library intended to do it. Somebody intentionally did it, and nobody around them stopped it from happening. Because it is all designed to desensitize, and dare I say, groom young children into a certain lifestyle. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Uh, so we did a, I did a live re- remote once in my, my career. I do a lot of them. I do too many of them, if you ask me. But um, I did I did one once. Other market wasn't here. And we were doing a whole thing at a bar. And so we we're getting listeners to come out to a bar, hang out, have a beer with Casey, that sort of thing. We did that. And the, the, uh, you know, most of my crowd is, is pretty salty. Uh, that's, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with having a salty audience. And, and I do, that's, that's good. If you ask me, I actually like it, but a lot of my crowd is still pretty traditional. Um, a lot of older folks, very religious, um, very conservative type people. And you have to respect them too. And uh, the owner of the bar decided to run around the bar in a giant, uh, we'll call it a phallic costume, <laughs> where, where he was a giant phallus, is, is what he was. And he's running around the bar, uh, passing out stuff. And apparently this is a normal thing that happens at that bar. And our salespeople had no idea. And he didn't, he didn't tell them that. Uh, and, and so he didn't, he didn't think anything of it. It's a normal thing that kind of happens at that bar and uh, wasn't meant to be a troll or anything of that nature. And yeah, there's a couple of people who are pretty upset about that. So I can only imagine as a parent how I would react if I saw something like that if I went to the library for my kid to have a reading event, which we do with our kids sometimes, and, and something like that happened. But this led to another conversation on the on the live stream at rumble.com slash Casey, the host and on my discord server, where somebody had mentioned putting cameras in the classroom. And this is actually a story. It jogged my memory. This is a story I had from last week. I forgot to talk about it. It got buried in my show prep. Uh, Huffington post is freaking out over Tucker Carlson's suggestion that cameras be placed in public school classrooms. Uh, they should be. And he, he did a whole piece for those of you who missed it. Basically what he was saying is he was saying that it was in passing too. It wasn't even like a big part of his, his show, but he was saying that we've got body cameras for police officers. We should have it for teachers so we can see what's happening in the classroom. Now, kidlets, when uh, we were younger and cell phones were really brand new, you weren't allowed to have a cell phone on in the classroom at all. And I guess kids can do that now. 
but they basically they're they're trying to even steal all of the stuff that we've used to describe them. Tucker Carlson goes full 1984 with cameras in the classroom proposal. How's that 1984 having a camera in a classroom? How is that 1984? It's not anything like Orwellian, but I digress. Fox News personality suggests police-style body cameras to check on what every teacher is telling their students. Yeah, why not? Why not? That way, if a student complains, you can go back and you can look at the complaint. If there's a fight in the school, you can see how the fight started. Uh, If a teacher is accused of abusing a student, you can see how that happened. It just... They have cameras all outside of the classroom, but suddenly it's Orwellian to put a camera inside the classroom. You have cameras in the hallway. You have cameras outside of the, the building. You have cameras in the entrance of the building. You have cameras in schools that actually take security seriously that actually monitor the door so that way they can unlock it. But the moment it leaves the hallway and goes inside the classroom, it's Orwellian. Since when is surveillance cameras inside any any commercial building or government building Orwellian. Since when? Exactly. Since it would expose that teachers are brainwashing kids with nonsense. How many times have we done stories where a student recorded a teacher going off the rails and that student was punished by the school when the story went viral because they weren't allowed to record in the classroom? Exactly. Now you understand. It's about control. While we're on the subject of critical race theory, Oklahoma Education Board has approved a crackdown on teaching critical race theory. The Oklahoma Board of Education voted on Monday to prohibit K-12 public school teachers from discussing eight different concepts about race with violators potentially having their teaching license suspended. It was a five-to-one vote. Good for you. Starting to like Oklahoma more and more, even though I was stationed there and vowed I would never go back. <laughs> uh yeah, it's nothing, nothing against the people of Oklahoma, but not, not geographically not my bag. New evidence indicates that there's enough illegal votes in Georgia to tip the 2020 results. Now, what we have is in Georgia, there was an audit and a statewide recount, which confirmed Biden won the state, but it ignored the process Um, in which there was evidence of nearly 35,000 Georgians potentially voting illegally. Now, we brought this up before. In other states, there's enough uh, contested votes to sway the election. I'm not saying that it would. I'm just saying that you should look at it and at least analyze it. Uh, New evidence indicates that more than 10,300 illegal votes were cast in Georgia in the 2020 general election, a number that will continue to rise over the next several months, potentially exceeding the 12,670 votes that separated Joe Biden and Donald Trump in the state. While this evidence does not change the fact that Biden is in the White House, all Americans who genuinely care about free and fair elections and the disenfranchisement of voters should demand both transparency and solutions to prevent a repeat in future elections. That's uh, Margot Cleveland. Now, this is something that I've said before, too. Um, Let's just say that the illegal ballots that did get counted in, in, let's say, Georgia, Okay, as an example, let's say that let's say there is 10,300 of them, but Biden won the state by 12,670 votes. Therefore, it wouldn't have changed the results of the election. The other side will say, see, it wouldn't have changed the results of the election anyway. Trump still lost. 
they would be ignoring the fact that there's still over 10,000 illegal ballots that got counted. And at some point, if you don't deal with the problem, that's going to be the tipping point in an election. And nobody should be happy with over 10,000 illegal votes. Now, again, potentially in the state of Georgia, they're looking at nearly 35,000 as potentially being illegal votes. And if there are 35,000 illegal votes in Georgia, that changes the state, changes the outcome. That's the thing. So it really just comes down to the left not wanting to to deal with uh, with election integrity because, well, they don't like election integrity because they have been pushing for voter fraud since the Civil War. You go back and you look at, you know, mail-in voter fraud in the Civil War and what the Democrats are doing. Oh, they've been doing it ever since. Been doing it ever since. Uh, you know, this nonsense with Kamala Harris. Maybe we'll play this. I don't know. Kamala Harris talking about you rural folks not having a Kinko's nearby, not realizing everybody's cell phone is a flipping scanner. If you've got a cell phone with a camera on it, congratulations. There is a free app for you to download, which will scan any document, including your ID, and turn it into a PDF. You can send it anywhere. Oh, and the Georgia law allowed you to send a piece of mail as proof of who you are so you didn't have to just have a driver's license you could take a utility bill or whatever and that would have counted too but they don't they don't talk about that in in the discussions of this when kamala harris made her stupid ridiculous comments that's what you get from people who don't actually visit anywhere in the country other than big cities that are run by democrats they don't have any idea that you are fully capable of copying documents Anytime you want, for free. Well, if you don't have a Kinko's, how do you do that? I don't know. Most of us have printers with a scanner on it. We all have cell phones. Seems pretty easy to do. And we all get mail. Every single one of us gets mail. But, of course, that was left out of the discussion. And since uh, Soledad O'Brien's an idiot, she didn't question her on it. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I do want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw, R&B Car Company, are your used car experts. So most of you know by now, um, the United States government has slapped a warning again on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Uh, they say that it could potentially lead to Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is an immune system disorder, causes muscle weakness and even paralysis in some patients. Um, so, again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the the government now wants to, well, the DNC, the D, excuse me, just Buddha judged all over you. The DNC wants the government and cell phone carriers to basically censor your text messages on vaccine uh, misinformation. And one of those misinformation pieces would have been, oh, the vaccine doesn't have any negative side effects. We heard that for a long time, right? We heard that for long. Maybe some of that came from the Trump administration. We know that some of it definitely came from the Biden administration. Uh, But we know is that the younger you get, the more susceptible to a serious side effect you are. And while the vast majority of people who get the vaccines will be fine and will not have a, a negative reaction to it, there is a higher number of people that are having that than would typically be allowed in a vaccine on the market. That's the issue. Not that it's unsafe. We just have very high standards for vaccines in this country. Usually, sometimes, not just this time, but sometimes they 
they let that slide when there's a real cash cow that they can go after. So, you know, they've, they've now got a warning on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for Guillain-Barre syndrome. They've got a warning for heart inflammation on the others. You know, we're starting to we're starting to see a full picture here. But, you know, a couple of months ago, they were denying that anything like this was even possible. They were even denying that there was a heart inflammation issue. Remember that? Now we've got an actual warning on the vaccines for heart inflammation. We've got dead people, young people all over the country because of it. And they were denying that it was even a real thing. That it was a conspiracy theory at one point in time that, that uh, folks are doing this. You know, when you have a, a mom who is sharing the story of her daughter who enthusiastically signed up to be in the trials for the vaccines and now her daughter's in a wheelchair and she's sharing her story. She's a young girl. You know, she's sharing her story. Um, and, and Facebook censors it and YouTube takes the videos down and nobody can see it. You know, you're starting to you're starting to see a pattern here and you know exactly what's going on, especially when the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, who has a terrible record of cybersecurity anyway, now wants cell phone carriers to screen your text messages to make sure that you're not sending false information to your family and friends via text message. And once they're in your text messages, they're not going to leave. They're going to keep reading those bad boys without a warrant as much as they possibly can. There's not much you can do about it if they let that whole process in. But just keep in mind, the DNC is asking to read everybody's emails so they can censor what text message, or not emails, but text messages, so they can censor what text messages you're sending to your family and friends. Just keep that in mind. It's not a Republican thing. That is a DNC thing. That is what they proposed. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, ran out of time yesterday. A Houston man who received widespread attention for standing six hours in line to cast a ballot in 2020's Democratic presidential primary. Uh, he was in jail Friday last week on charges that it was illegal for him to vote at all because he was on parole. Hmm. But, but voter fraud, voter fraud doesn't happen. <laughs> There's a whole national story about this guy having to, to stay in line for six hours and how horrible it was. And it was used to push the whole mail-in voting narrative. Yeah, dude wasn't allowed to legally vote. So what a shame. But again, it doesn't matter now, does it? As long as they don't get caught before the actual election happens. All right, folks, Bill O'Reilly's next. Buy a 3D printer. We'll see you tomorrow.